0: The best of the Joe show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hola, Miyamo Dan Day, give me a follow on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Got some interesting stuff on my Twitter page. Ah, We'll get into that in just a little bit. It is the Monday edition of the best of the Joe Show getting you ready for Monday Night Football with the Dolphins. It could happen. They're playing the Steelers in their third string quarterback. It could happen. It could happen. It might happen. Okay, well, we'll let the Joe Rose Show get into it with Joe Tessitore and just a little bit talking about Monday Night Football and the Dolphins. Dan Levitard's show, they always make you laugh on a Monday. I got something special for you. Then Stephen A. Smith bagging on the Browns, which seems to be kind of easy to do these days. Talking about easy, let's take it easy with some beautiful and delectable Headlines. The Dolphins take on the Steelers tonight at 8:15, but will do so without running back Kenyon Drake, who they traded to Arizona for a draft pick. Coming off their first loss of the season last night, the Heat look to bounce back tomorrow against Atlanta. Jimmy Butler, Deion Waiters, and James Johnson are expected to play. After dropping the first two games of the World Series, Houston has roared back, winning three in a row against the Nationals. Game six is tomorrow night at eight. Over the weekend, the Canes defeated Pitt, 16-12. Next up, Florida State, Saturday at 3.30 in Tallahassee. The Panthers take their 5-2-4 record into Vancouver tonight and match up with the Canucks at 10. Christian Pulisic not only got his first goal, but also became the only the second American to score a hat trick in Premier League play when Chelsea defeated Burnley 4-2 Saturday. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> After four years of texting her dead father's phone, an Arkansas woman recently got a response. What did it say? Let me rest in peace already. An Iowa woman recently died due to an explosion at a gender reveal party. Surprise! A town in Ireland has broken a world record for the largest gathering of people dressed as Harry Potter at 1,080. Then they set another record for the largest gathering of drunk people dressed as Harry Potter. Because Ireland. A hazmat unit recently responded to a call from a halfway house after uranium was shipped there. Apparently, a resident ordered two grams of the element through the mail. Talk about a new way to get high. Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast is partly cloudy with temperatures around 80. Visit Hylia Park Casino every Saturday and win your share of $10,000 in giveaways, drawings all day long, and it's free to enter. Visit HyliaPark.com for more details. dun, 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 dun. dun. You got to get amped for some Monday Night Football. So the Joe Rose Show, fortunately Joe Rose, probably out in the field getting ready for tonight's game, wasn't there this morning. Instead, Zach Krantz and my man, B. Monroe, talked with Monday Night Football's Joe Tessitore. They got amped for the game. Dolphins' Monday Night Football history is discussed. Also, tanking for young? The Dolphins fans need to relax also and Mike Tomlin might just be tapping their phones.
1: Joe Tessitore from ESPN going to join us right now. He'll be on the call tonight for Monday Night Football on TV with Booger McFarland. Joe, good morning. Thank you for the time. We really appreciate it.
2: I really appreciate you having me on, although I have that Pavlovian dog kind of reaction when I hear that music. All of a sudden, like I'm
1: standing up straight in my hotel room <laughs> and put my coffee <laughs> down. Good right.
2: God, can you give me at least 10, eight, you know, 10 hours before I have to hear that it? Right, him? right. Just play
1: normal music for him next time, Biff. That's it. Anything else besides No, no, the- seriously. No. It's always...
2: I, I got to tell you, though.
1: Let me tell you, you, get, you do, I don't
2: care what kind of mood you're in, you get so juiced when you're getting ready to go on the air and you hear that you're Hank, and then you hear that, you're right. definitely ready to work.
1: Joe, I was just so. talking about this morning with Brian, my co-host in here this morning, and I said this This is the the game that usually always got me amped up. And obviously, Dolphins mm-hmm. not, not having a good a couple seasons in a row here, not getting a lot of primetime action. Very excited to see them on Monday Night Football this year, although it's a little different circumstance with this team in South Florida going forward. But it doesn't matter because tonight, the lights are on. They're on. They're in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. Monday night football. You're going to be on the call. You and Booger are going to be in the booth. And you know what? It's got me amped up. I, I know that the Dolphins season is not exactly what fans and, and people down here wanted it to be. And going forward, like I said, it's going to be a little bit different for the offseason and everything. But tonight's still Monday night football. And it does get me juicy. Hearing Hank and hearing the song and hearing that music. We started off the program today at 6 a.m. with it. And uh, it's always fun. What's it like for you outside of the game right now? What was it like for you to get that? Job, be in that booth, and every week, like you said, hear that music to get ready for that game.
2: No, listen, I mean, just like you, I i just listen, I'm a football nut. Okay, I, I'm the guy that sits back and watches anything and everything. But when it comes to the primetime games and when it comes to this legacy franchise of a TV series, I always get more excited. Uh, but forget me, the Dolphins in Monday Night Football, no matter the circumstances, just feels like Monday Night Football, right? And one of the things we'll talk about tonight is the grand history of the franchise through the years of playing on this series, because here we are celebrating the 100th season of the NFL, celebrating the 50th season of Monday Night Football, and we now have the 85th all-time appearance on Monday Night Football from the Dolphins. Far different circumstances wow. from you know the grand history that we know Monday Night Football and the Dolphins would be woven with. Uh, you know, first thing that comes to mind is obviously when the Bears were 12-0 and right. back in December of 85, and, and Marino does his thing with three touchdown passes and the Dolphins win 38-24. But you've also had these crazy moments through the years on Monday Night Football with the Dolphins, including what happened with Pittsburgh with the soggy turf game. When we right. had the three-zip game right, about right. 12 years ago, when there was the, the famous punt that went up in the air and came down like it was a javelin <laughs> and went into the ground because the, the turf was so soggy with all the you know the rain soaking in the new field that was going on. But we're thrilled to have them. We're thrilled to have seen the way they've played the past couple weeks. And then you sit back in our production meetings, which, which is always a lot of fun when the visiting team comes into town and we meet at the hotel and they're all excited to have the standalone primetime game, which is really the industry game, right? It's when you know all your peers and rival coaches and rival players are are finally seated in their house, relaxing for a Tuesday day off. Monday night, they sit back, they watch the game. So it's the industry and peer game. and, And we have the conversations and we had a spectacular visit with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick yesterday, as well as Coach Flo. So we're just excited for them and what their future is, and we'll see if things get jump-started a little bit here tonight.
3: Hopefully, we get a little Fitz magic tonight. You know, we get that Fitz magic game that he had last year to start off the mm-hmm. season. That's right. You know, because we we you know we get mixed bag down here. Obviously, we have half the fan base that wants to tank for Tua, another half wants to win, and I think this is the game i I'm sorry, get- tank for who? <laughs> oh, so, so let me ask, that's a good question on that one. Because
2: Chase Young is the best player in college. Football, right, the best no, I, we, agree. You know, we agree. You know,
3: we just asked that question. And if you're really
2: sitting back objectively and you're, and you're fairly going around it, I know it's a nice alliterative and, and it's something that caught on with media headlines, but I would have a very open mind about how the 2020 draft is going to go.
3: So let's just say hypothetically you have the number one pick and the number six pick. Do you take Chase Young as the number one pick and get the uh, quarterback at number six, or do you take your quarterback first?
2: Yeah, I think you just, you, you got to assess things, right? I mean, you got to sit back and you got to ask yourself, you know, uh, you know, where are we, what are our needs and and who's a generational talent out there? But the kid who's lining up at defensive end for Ohio State, who came out of school out of Maryland as one of the top recruits in the country, is generational talent coming off of a defensive line that's been producing generational kind of talent. If you look at the San Francisco 49ers this year, and you you really sit back and you ask yourself, why are they undefeated? Please take a look at how Nick Bosa is playing football, and how absolutely disruptive and dominant he is, and how opposing offenses do not have an answer for him. If everybody wants to just spin their wheels taking the next name, team quarterback and hoping for the best go through the list and and you tell me it's yes you have to be able to spin the ball and have talent but it's it's a developmental job of being a quarterback in the nfl and it, it takes smarts it takes development it takes the perfect match in the right situation uh, your your backup quarterback in Miami was the tenth overall pick a year ago. Um, there are first round quarterbacks in the NFL from last year who I watch every weekend who are struggling to understand how to play the position at this level. But when you have talent that off the edge has six foot six, six foot five size, two hundred and seventy pounds, and has get off as fast as a running back, and people cannot block him, you have to really give pause and ask yourself who is the best player next year's draft.
1: I'm sold. <laughs> I think I think you sold us on that <laughs> to start off. Joe, you know that like we, we use this all the time on the show. But uh, in the existence of this franchise down here, the Miami Dolphins been around for a very long time. Obviously, had the '72 season undefeated. Uh, Marino years all through. Only three times in the existence of this franchise, a first round quarterback has been drafted. Two of them hall of famers. The other one now in Tennessee as their starting quarterback, Marino, Greasy, and right. Ryan Tannehill. That's it. When it comes down to a first round quarterback being drafted down here, we're very gun shy of taking that guy. Obviously, Obviously because we're always looking for the next Marino yeah and, th- and that's what happens down yeah, here you're always looking
2: sometimes the next ber- the, the next good starting young quarterback in the NFL you know as a kid you grab an all, in a later round and, and is now playing up in Jacksonville or, or sometimes it's the 199th in the draft and skinny kid who runs a 5.1 out of Michigan or right. it's you know a third round pick who's now going to you know be a future Hall of Famer playing in Seattle it's, yeah, we, it really is a developmental right. position and situational
1: Yeah, we know about that, that skinny
2: kid sure and right. I'm not sure that Jacob Easton I'm not sure Jacob Eason Washington isn't the best pro prospect coming out of college football in next year's draft with his frame and athleticism and ability to put the ball downfield.
3: So what you're saying is Dolphins fans need to relax a little bit, right. get the best on the board, and the quarterback will come to you.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it's just this idea that it's Tua to of Iloa, to me is every time it's set, I, I just cringe. It's, it's like, I don't know about that. Like, is talented. He's good. It's also playing for Alabama where you're protected with NFL offensive linemen, NFL running backs, the two best receivers in college football, and a defense is going to hand you the ball every time and cushion you with a twenty point win up until you play LSU,
1: Joe. One of the storylines, I guess, tonight also for you guys, uh, Dolphins traded Minka Fitzpatrick for a first round pick. Uh, Minka right. now in Pittsburgh. Uh, a lot of people down here were not very happy about that because you gave up a guy that you know was drafted last year. It wasn't a guy that's three years, four years in the league. It's a one year guy who's in his second year and a lot of talent. When mm-hmm. Nick Saban comes out and says this is one of my favorite players all time, and now all of a sudden you give up on him on one year or he wanted out. Huge storyline down here. I'm just assuming. I mean, you guys will be mentioning that a couple times in the broadcast, especially if he has a couple big plays.
2: Yeah, when we were up here about a month ago. We had a chance to visit with Minka, and I think there's still some unraveling as to what happened early in the season in Miami of him, you know, not, not having a care for playing multiple positions in the role he was asked to play for his defense which really belies everything we've known the kid to be because you know I, I did all those primetime SEC games and college football playoff games um, on ESPN and ABC that he was in for years and he was the most versatile defensive back in college football who was always willing to contribute to the team concept of defense so it's. Was- kind of odd for me to hear that but I know that was a funny couple of weeks in Miami that that it feels like are are over now with the exception of obviously we're going to find out where Kenyon Drake lands here in the course of the next 24 hours you know he's a perfect fit with what they're doing in Pittsburgh you know the thing we're going to talk about is okay so now what does that mean for both the Dolphins and the Steelers because and, and I'll discuss this on tonight's broadcast but a two and four team typically now we don't know how things are going to play out for the Pittsburgh Steelers, because they do have the pieces to be a winning team, and, and they've proven that, and they're, they're more talented than what the records show. But a 2-4 team typically lands as the 10th pick in the draft. Now, under Mike Tomlin, the Steelers are used to picking about 24th or 25th with a first-round pick, but as it plays out right now, that pick that Miami would get would be the 10th pick in the draft. Now, it's funny, you sit there and you say, boy, you, you want to see
1: Biff uh, in the back? All right, he dropped though. So maybe he'll call back in or not. He was in the middle of a great. It uh, was. Well, hey, it's almost like the Dolphins cut him off at that point. That, that's what happened there. Uh, or, or Mike Tomlin cut him off at that point too. Uh, Joe's back. Okay, good. I, I thought that Mike Tomlin yes. might have cut you off there. I thought that Mike Tomlin possibly <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, had bugged yeah, your phone. Yeah, yes, I
2: think he would. Yes, he, he may have. You know, in this town, he may have. <laughs> uh, but I was just saying, you know, you, you could be looking at the 10th pick typically under Mike Tomlin. They have the 24th pick in you know during his tenure as the head coach here. So the 10th pick, then you sit back and you say, boy, Miami at 0 and 6, they're playing closer to getting their first win. Have gotten each of the last two weeks. It would be nice to see them get rewarded and break through. In doing so, you harm. You know, you better one pick because you got the Steelers' first round pick, but right. you're worse than your own. And
1: the funny thing is, uh, Joe, in the middle of you telling us before about Chase Young and us having the conversation, a uh, one of our columnists down here, Amanda Salguero, just posted or last night, really late, posted an article. The reason for Miami Dolphins chasing 2020's first overall pick has just imploded because he goes, it's not going to be Tua, it's not going to be this. All scouts over the weekend told me Chase Young should be the number one pick overall in this draft no matter what. It's funny what happened because you're right. After seeing him this weekend, too, and I paid close attention to that Ohio yes, State I game did. this weekend, uh, I saw someone that I really wanted a Dolphins jersey next year, too. It's very funny you bringing it up, and now our columnists bring up the same thing because all the guys down here, columnists, beat writers, doesn't matter, was quarterback, 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 quarterback. No matter what, you pick a quarterback, and now all of a sudden, Chase Young's name not only by our local guys, by other guys around the country coming up as this is the can't-miss guy, you got to take it, number one. Very funny that you brought I agree. Today too. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And by the way, what's wrong with... If, if you're stockpiling draft picks and you have five first-round picks over the next two drafts and 11 in the top three rounds over the next two drafts, and now you're going to be trading 10 Drake in the course of the next 24 hours here, so you're going to be getting something else maybe as good as a fourth round pick so you have you're really top heavy in the next two drafts what's wrong with taking two quarterbacks out of the group i just mentioned and seeing how things play out the way the redskins did with kirk cousins who was a later pick right in a year that they took a quarterback as well i mean you really got a problem if you take jacob eason and justin herbert if you take you know the the second quarterback taken in the first round and then you come back and you grab one in the third or fourth round is, is there something wrong with that
3: not because i you know you mentioned a couple other names you know i think in the second or third Round you're looking at guys that might even still be there, Jordan Love or Jalen Hurts that do have talent. You can de- like you said, it's all about developing the quarterback. And there's going to be guys there you can grab. Agreed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. By the way, but in I'm- the meantime, this team is playing is playing better football. Yes. Has you know the the structure in place with with. By the way, a coaching staff that I love, not like, you know, we go around, we sit with every coaching staff every weekend, we go to multiple practices a week. This is a coaching staff that I love. I am a huge, I mean, huge believer in Brian Forrest. Huge believer.
1: Yep. And I think that a lot of people down here, obviously, with the start are, you know, questioning stuff. But, you know, uh, if Flores did come from a pretty good system up there in New England. And if you learned anything from sitting with Bill Belichick for a decade and a half, uh, we'll take it down here. By the way, in Armando Salgaro's article today, one tweet is put in there. It's from your partner in the booth uh, talking about how good Chase Young is. Booger McFarland in here. Oh, is it really? Right. <laughs> it's hysterical, too, because I'm looking through it trying to give you some information. And he's got yeah. one tweet pasted in here. And for the QB crowd, no quarterback that's eligible for this draft is as close to as dominant as a sure thing as Chase Young. Don't overthink it with the QB thing. That is the tweet from Booger McFarlane put in Armando's article. That is very funny that uh, you, you two are definitely on the same page, that's for sure. It's <laughs> well, pretty we're good inseparable right? for the four days we're on the road right. together. Right. So I mean, this is what we talk about. Joe it ends up in articles. I hope you have a great call tonight. I hope the Dolphins put on a good showing tonight and I hope that uh literally I know that half the crowd's gonna think this and half the crowd's not, but I just hope it's a competitive game and at the end we're watching uh and and not uh weeks one or week two of the NFL season with the Dolphins, where it was kind of fifty-nine, nothing and forty-three, ten, where it was hmm. really bad for us to see. Have a yeah, great I call think with Bugger. Yeah.
2: yeah, no me thank either. Exactly I don't think Brian, so. Thank you so much for uh, it, thank you having having me on in good football chat.
1: Absolutely, well. thank you, Joe. It's Joe Testator from ESPN okay. Monday Night
0: Football. Joe Rose Show weekdays six to ten a.m. I guarantee they're going to give you a full wrap up tomorrow morning of tonight's Monday Night Football game between the Dolphins and the Steelers. It could happen. It could happen. The Dolphins could win. Come on, guys. Speaking of Miami, up next, Dan Levitard. They make you laugh so hard every day, but especially on Mondays after a long sports weekend. We'll get into that on the Best of the Joe Show. Back with the Best of the Joe Show, where we run back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hopefully your Monday is smooth. My name is Dan Day, and we're going to smoothly transition into the Dan Levitard Show. Their Monday shows are one of the reasons I get up on a Monday. And there aren't a lot of reasons to get up on a Monday. Why? They're just entertaining and funny. Earlier, Stugatz to fire or not fire, Adam Gase. Or is that Stugatz? Also, Weekend Observations... And a Pulisic hat trick? Hello? Hello? Come on.
4: Because I have this friendship with Adam Gase, the Jets head coach. I'm finally friends with the Jets head coach. But this Jets head coach and this Jet team is an
5: absolute mess. We're armed with a fake Stu Gods. (laughs) Okay, good. We can have the fake Stu Gods fire Adam Gase on your behalf. That would be great. That would be. I'm here for you, buddy. If you need, I could kick that guy out of town. Thank you. I'm tired of this. Wow, Gase. This is what I always wanted—a conversation with myself. I mean, it's what the hell does this guy think he is? How did not even get this job? A loser in Miami. Now he's a loser in New York. Why did we hire this? What has he ever done? Honest? No, for real. No, I'm being serious. Uh, I'm being serious. Uh, what has he ever done, Adam Gay.
4: Yeah, keep going. I can't say a word. You have to keep my voice. in Like Billy, my fake stugots. I am sorry. My voice cannot. You have to. Do- I get away here forever. i will just
5: ask you the question. What has he ever done? I'll sit here. I'll wait forever. I'll wait until the end of time. They'll cancel this show because there will be no one saying a word because the guy's done nothing. Here's what he's done. We'll be here all day. We'll be here all day like that. I'm telling you, they'll take us off the air. Guy hasn't done anything. And then he has the gall, the gall, to come out in front of the New York media with those crazy eyes. Don't even get me started on his eyes. What is going on with that? I mean, there's something. Put on a hat, okay? I don't care if it's your first press conference whatever. Ditch the suit, put on a hat. You look like a madman. The guy's a crazy person, and then he just has this attitude, and he's mad at the media. Like if they've like, what has he done? He's done nothing. This is in Miami. This is New York. Case that wasn't me, Adam. Oh, it was me. It was me, Adam. Right. And feel free. I'll be here all the time. Call in. Call in and tell me what you've done. You can't say anything. Right now. Open phone lines. You can have the entire show to tell us what you've done. It'll take two seconds because you've not done anything. He's a quarterback whisperer. How about be a wins whisperer? How about get some wins? <laughs> How about whisper some good plays? Sam Darnold. How about that? Whisper some W's. Yeah, maybe talk a little louder too, by the way. Whisper. How about talk louder so we can hear the play, so we can execute the play and get some wins? Gase. Whisper, please. That guy. I just had this dream of playing... Put on some sunglasses, too, if you're going to have those weird (laughs) eyes, honestly. No one wants to see that. It's cute if you win games, but when you're losing and you have these eyes like... What is that? I need a second fake Stugatz,
4: okay? Uh, Levitard is off today. He's dealing with some personal issues. Uh, we wish him well. We're all thinking about him, uh, and hopefully he'll be back next week. Go ahead, fake Stugatz.
5: Gaith is dealing with some personal issues, and we didn't have to see him the rest of the year. Too soon? Too soon. Sorry. I'm I, sorry. I have this
4: dream of playing wiffle ball in his backyard. My kids versus his kids. little family
5: gathering, barbecue. As long as he's coaching his kids, you're going to win. I'm telling you right now. Let him draw some plays. i whisper some plays to his kids. Your daughters will be undefeated. I really thought we had something with Darnold, and this gaze has just ruined him. Seven interceptions the last two weeks. Well, he's whispering on the wrong plays. I don't know
4: what to tell you. <laughs>
0: he has seven interceptions.
5: The I, last he two had weeks? three yesterday,
4: right? For the week before, he was seeing ghosts. It's been a rough it's Baker rough. Mayfield level. Oh yeah. Oh, we'll get to Baker <laughs> and Mike in a second
5: here. That's. But bad. I'm enjoying the fake to gods too much. <laughs> hey Sam, here's a whisper. Throw it to your team. Stop completing passes to the other team. This guy, doesn't he not know that? He doesn't know that he's supposed to throw it to his guys and not the other guys. I'm done with him. I, I'm i done with him. And I've been holding back because I feel like we're friends. So I didn't want to say anything. And right, I'm right, like, you know what? Right. Maybe it's, th- it's not Darnold. Right. It's not Darnold. It's okay. him. Okay. Good. Fire him. Yeah. Mo- okay. More than fire Good. him. Good. Okay. What can you do worse than firing him? Is there something we can do? I don't know. I'm asking you. I think firing him would be the worst thing you could possibly do to Adam Gase. Right I don't now. think it's enough. You want more?
4: Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, there it is. I didn't say it. Um, and hopefully I'll still have a wiffle ball game in Adam Gase's backyard, uh, when I get up there. I'm doubtful that that will happen.
6: It is time for Stu Gats to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boy Stu.
4: Dan 28 of 41, 322 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and just like that, Danny Dimes is back. The Miami Heat, Philadelphia 76ers, and Minnesota Timberwolves are better without Jimmy Butler. Oklahoma, more like Choklahoma, Losing to Kansas State, that had to hurts. Congratulations to Jim Harbaugh for finally winning a big game. Wisconsin has the same season every season. Lincoln Riley has replaced Urban Meyer. As the person whose failures make Nick Saban the happiest. Death, taxes, and the Titans, 4-4 four and four through 8 games. The Lions are 3-3-1 three, three and one, and could just as easily be 7-0. and oh. Seems like we could stop discussing that whole what do you do when Cam Newton comes back thing. 49ers, the rare 50-burger, With a side of mediocre quarterback play. The only way Freddie Kitchens inspires any confidence is in my confidence that he could drive a mean forklift. Imagine if the 49ers had a quarterback. I don't know. Somebody like Tom Brady. Josh Jacobs runs with purpose. Kyle Allen, it's been real. Man, to the Warriors... Miss Sean Livingston, glue guy. Tiger Woods back is back. Max Scherzer reportedly couldn't dress himself. That makes two of us. Chiefs are better without Patrick Mahomes. I wrote that in the first half, man. I regret that. I thought I was going to lose the game. Chris, to your point, that I was rooting for them to lose the game. I was. Mike, you kept that in there. A terrible job out of me. I'm going to blame you. That's $2. I'll pay the fine. But you're supposed to edit these. But you wanted it in there because, yeah, because I'm a dope. Yeah. And I thought you were agreeing with Brewski. That's why they call him Big Game Bill Snyder. You know, he's not the coach. What? I made the same mistake. Wow. It was still a big game for Bill Snyder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, exactly. He was there. He was in the building. Right.
5: Was he? Yeah. I saw him
4: using binoculars. Uh, he's always in the building, right? Uh, Billy, put that on the poll. At LeBitard Show on Twitter, is Bill Snyder always in the building? I don't know the name of their stadium. Yeah, I told you earlier in the season, I uh, I bet a game on Kansas State. I'm like, this is a game that Bill Snyder always gets. And I was watching the game. I'm like, where's Bill Snyder? <laughs> oh, no. I'm coaching Lincoln Riley. Who is the Kansas State coach? It's Bill Snyder. It's a guy from, I think, uh, North Dakota. No, no it's him. not. No, no. Bill, well, he thinks he's the coach, but it's really Bill Snyder. Pulling the puppet string. Anyway. Jonas Valanciunas has more threes than Ben Simmons. Everyone say hello to John ja Morant. Give me a list of all the NBA rookies this season who have been better than Miami's Kendrick. There are none. Florida Panthers, Colorado Avalanche, Lord Stanley, collision course. The Green Bay Packers are better without Devonte Adams. When the Astros have a parade don't be surprised if you see Bryce Harper on a float. The Saints are better without Alvin Kamara. And the same without Teddy Bridgewater. Kids, want to see what football looked like in the 80s? Watch the Niners. That's what it looked like. Matt Nagy, perhaps you should have spent less time on your kicking situation and more time on your quarterback situation. Aaron Rodgers can scoop. The World Series has started five times. The rare playoff series where a series could either never start and end simultaneously with one home win. Baylor is seven and zero and ranked twelfth over fifty rape allegations and not a single NCAA sanction as of yet. Matt Rule must have sold his soul to Art Briles. Dan, those are the weekend observations it's soccer 18 year old sergino des commits to the united states national team spurning his home team the netherlands excited mike soccer is back it's dead just get any
5: good yeah he he could, yeah he, he would have been a first teamer i think many have projected for the netherlands 18 already starting for ajax big deal hey you saw who uh, got a hat trick over the weekend No uh, who christian pulisic what does that mean it Means soccer is alive
4: doesn't he play for another country or something? No, he
5: plays for he's, he plays for the United States and he uh, plays for Chelsea abroad. Three goals, hat trick.
4: Right, but he plays abroad. If it was alive and kicking in the United States, he play here. It's all fair. Not fair. Mike hates my soccer
0: team. My man Christian Pulisic getting that hat trick over the weekend in Chelsea's big win over Burnley four to two. Very proud of him. Onward and upward. We're going to be onward and upward next with Stephen A. Smith contractually obligated to say it like that. Seriously, it's next on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day, and Stephen A. Smith, he preaches to you on this radio station weekdays, one to three p.m. earlier, he was preaching about the Browns and how they need Hugh Jackson back. Also, the Browns just don't know how to play football, and gold cleats for the opponent?
6: Did y'all see the Cleveland Browns go up against the New England Patriots yesterday? Did y'all see it? Cause I did. And I gotta tell you something right now. It's clearly obvious what's going on. It really, really is. And if folks can't see it, shame on you. See, the defensive coordinator for the New York net, for the New York Jets, Greg Williams, should still be the head coach for the Cleveland Browns. That's what's going on. Freddie Kitchens is clearly in over his head. You can slice it any way you want to. He's clearly in over his head. Now I understand Nick Chubb back to back fumble. I understand Baker Mayfield with the underhand scoop. That ultimately gets intercepted. Three turnovers in the first quarter against the New England Patriots is not a way to make the proper noise for yourself in a positive fashion. I get all of that. I understand it. But I'm going to tell you something else, too. 13 penalties. 13 penalties. 70 penalties on a year. An average of 10 a game. These are the Cleveland Browns. Ladies and gentlemen, they got a whole bunch of talent. Nobody can deny that. But when are we going to figure out the reality that the Cleveland Browns don't know how to play football? I'm talking about as a team. They do not know how to play football, period. They don't know how to play football. We can slice it any old way we want to. And by that, I mean playing collectively as one unit, avoiding penalties, refraining from beating yourself. That's what the Cleveland Browns have not yet figured out. We've been saying the same thing about them in week eight that we were saying about them in week one. Undisciplined, lack of focus, too many mistakes, amateur head coach, relatively amateur second-year quarterback. The list goes on and on. And why do you find yourself in this situation if you're the Cleveland Browns? I'll tell you why. Because Baker Mayfield, Hugh Jackson foolishly didn't start out the season with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield had a grudge. Baker Mayfield gravitated towards Freddie Kitchens, and because he gravitated towards Freddie Kitchens, and he's the number one overall pick, and John Dorsey is your general manager, and he capitulated to a player still wet behind the ears, breath smelling like Similac, and you let this guy choose your head coach for you. Freddie Kitchens goes from a positional coach to an offensive coordinator, to a head coach in a National Football League inside of one year. Now, when the hell has that happened? Who does that happen for? Can somebody explain that to me? You got coaches. And oh, by the way, I didn't bring up race. You know why? Because you got white coaches that have been toiling in the NFL for decades, starving for an opportunity like this. And you give it to Freddie Kitchens, three different damn positions in the NFL inside of a year? Because Baker Mayfield liked him. Really? Really? And then you wonder why you struggling. I think Baker Mayfield is going to be good. I think Freddie Kitchens ultimately is going to be good because I got news for you. I like some of Freddie Kitchens play calling. Not as much as I like Kyle Shanahan who took Ron Rivera in the Carolina Panthers to school yesterday with all that misdirection he was throwing around against the Carolina Panthers last year. That's why the 49ers are undefeated and looking like a Super Bowl contender. But you Freddie Kitchens, some of your play calling has been impressive. It can't be denied. But the reality is, is that even if Baker Mayfield can play, it don't look like it half the time. Freddie Kitchens might be able to coach, don't look like it half the time. And when you consider the novice that he is in terms of all those times, all the mistakes that have been made, and a lack of attention to detail and the absence of focus you going up against bill belichick it might have been the biggest mismatch of the weekend i'll take it back because san francisco against carolina clearly looked like a mismatch a, a colossal mismatch but but freddie kitchens against bill belichick wasn't too damn far off the off the charts you just got to look at this right now and say to yourself where the hell what the hell is going on in cleveland i'm not gonna lie to you if i'm the cleveland browns i take freddie kitchens i demote him back to offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. I give them both titles. Your job is to focus on the offense and, in particular, Baker Mayfield. That's your job. Let me get a different overseer because he doesn't know that job yet. Now, I know you can't do this. This is flu goals, pie in the sky. I get it. But the bottom line is Freddie Kitchen should have never been a head coach of this team at this particular juncture. I'm not saying he's not head coach material down the line. But he ain't ready yet. He's not ready yet. And as a result, Odell Beckham Jr. only has one touchdown on the year. Looks like a shell of himself. Jarvis Landry don't look as good as he can look. Nick Chubb running for 131 yards on 20 carries. Still fumbling the ball inclement whether we get all that. How much is Kareem Hunt going to help this team? We don't know and joker we don't know the bottom line is is that this team has got his mind in different places and odell beckham jr a superstar talent without question what the hell are you think you're doing wearing gold pleats so you can give it to tom brady after the game what is this what are you gonna do get on get on your knees and bow to him next you're going against him. What the hell are you doing to go into the game with the gold pleats on, ready to give it to Tom Brady after the game, letting everybody know before the game what you want? Why don't you just go? Why don't you just take off his drawers and go do his laundry next? Why don't you do that? He's the opposition, damn it. He's your competitor. What the hell are you doing? You can't do that in the season. I know how great Tom Brady is. Shake his hand. After the game, tell him he's great. Fine. But go where gold please to give it to him? Is Tom Brady retiring, John? I haven't heard. Is this some retirement ceremony he's scheduled for? Is this the swan song that D-Wade and Dirk Nowitzki went on in the NBA last year where everybody's posing for pitches against him, which is clearly understandable since it's this swan song? I get it. Tom Brady hasn't talked about retiring this year. Where's he going, Odell? Where's he going? Hey, Jesus, this is unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. You busy losing games, warm weather, cold weather, rain, snow, sleet, sunshine, don't matter. Y'all sticking up the joint more often than not. And you prioritizing wearing gold cleats for the opponent. I mean, what the hell you do that for? You trying to match his shoes with your hairstyle? What is up? Damn. You trying to give these guys all the credit in the world. You trying to focus on football. You trying to make sure you don't make something out of nothing. And all of it, you're trying to be fair. But my goodness. Talk about stuff that gets in the way of competition. I ain't gonna lie. I'd rather I'd rather cats hate each other and going up against each other than love one another. D. Wade, my man, I couldn't stand all that hug fest. Him and LeBron James was always doing. It made me sick. I'm talking about when they went against each other. Hug each other after the damn game. One time, LeBron came back to Miami after leaving Miami to go back to the Cleveland Cavaliers. He shows up in Miami to play a game. Him and D. Wade laughing and hugging up one another halftime. And this kind of stuff drives me nuts. He can't wait till after the game.
0: Good Lord. Remember to download all the podcasts, including the one that you just heard from Stephen A. Smith and this show, wherever you get your downloads and podcasts, whether it be at your house through whatever website, through iStores and iPhones and i whatever, or you can go to our website, WQAM.com, or you can go to the radio.com app for absolutely free. So download, 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 then send a link so someone else can download, 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 download. I'm Dan Day. Remember to give me a follow, 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 and then send a link for someone else to follow, 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 follow at Dan Day Radio on twitter i am gonna go home maybe drink some beer maybe drink some mango rita's eat a minus sandwich watch a replay of the new orleans pelicans game i don't know how it's gonna turn out although i have a bad feeling speaking of bad feelings or maybe good feelings monday night football dolphins Steelers. come on fins come on fins let's do this and we'll do it again tomorrow night remember six to seven on your radio dial right here at 560 the joe and online at wqam.com and wherever you get your podcasts pick it up for absolutely free this is the best of the joe show later slug tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions
1: in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four
5: donchich